0: Hey, everybody. Happy New Year, and welcome to the first episode of Crowdsorcery for 2023. Honestly, I didn't think I was going to have much to talk about in the uh, first couple of weeks of the year because crowdfunding always kind of slows down in December and doesn't really pick up until mid or late January, and yet I have got five games that I think are worthy of your attention. At least, they certainly caught my attention because, of course, I'm always on the lookout for nice, crunchy Euros that don't have a lot of player versus player stuff that aren't really lightweight party games or anything like that. And all five of these games fit the bill. And I'm just going to give you a quick rundown on what they are through the power of of crowd sorcery, and there'll be links for all of them down in the show notes if you want to check them out because you've only got a few days until they are closing down their campaigns. Alrighty, so, let's start out with the first game on the list, Saul, Last Days of a Star. And now this is a reprint of a game that came out many, many years ago. And unfortunately, I think this video does not actually show anything of the game at all. So let me scroll down a little bit, and I think there's a picture of the game set up. Yeah, there we go. So basically, the star, our sun, is going supernova. Humanity has to get out. We need to harvest the power of the sun and everybody's uh, race competing to be the ones who can actually save themselves. And the biggest part of this game has always been the focus on um, communal infrastructure. Because if I build one of these gates that lets you go deeper and deeper into the star, anybody can use them, but then I benefit. As our motherships are slowly um, and constantly orbiting around the Sun and we're sending out all our little sun divers to harvest energy before time runs out. I've heard no nothing but good things about this game over the years, even that it works well for 2. I've heard a lot of reports along those lines. And what has always intrigued me about the most is the setup variability Because every time you play it, you have a gigantic deck of cards, and you um, draw five of them. That means the event cards have completely different functions every single time you play the game. And just tons and tons of replayability. And it looks like a really nice production, too. That's a very pretty board. Kind of a depressing subject matter. Kind of wish it was more of a cooperative game, mankind working together to save us, rather than uh, fighting and scrabbling. But still, again... Over the years, this has gotten lots and lots of rave reviews, and uh, if you're at all interested in it, uh, they're running a new reprint campaign, at which ends on January 3rd. Okay, so let's move on to the next game, which I'm very excited about, the Guild Academies of Valeria. And I have always enjoyed uh, the Valeria uh, games, especially the most recent one. Oh what's it? Uh Shadow Kingdoms of Valery which was designed by Stan Kordonsky. it was a really really great uh dice entwined drafting game all about the uh you know the 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 the, the the monsters of Valeria who actually are just trying to fight for their land back. Now, the interesting thing about this campaign is there are two Shadow Kings of Valeria expansions you can get, one that's already been available and a new one. That's all very cool, but I'm bearing the lead because there's a whole new Valeria game designed again by Stan Kordonski, who is such a hot designer these days, and so I am always up for anything this man designs. You know, after uh, last year's Endless Winter was such a monster hit, I think this should be a very, very big deal deal as well. Now, like Shadow Kings of Valeria, this is also an entwined dice-drafting game, but he's doing a lot of very different stuff while focusing on the academia of Valeria. Now that the, uh, the good guys, the humans, have really settled in, they are starting to pursue higher pursuits other than just wiping out all the monsters and all of that. So, I very much look forward to seeing how the Valeria story will continue to evolve, plus new content for the, to date, the best Valeria game ever. Shadow Kings of Valeria means This is a very, very cool campaign, and it ends on January 6th. Okay, now let's move on to the next one. This is very cool. Uh, Arabella, and 18xx roll and write. Now, people have been after me to play an 18xx roll for years. Uh, And for those who don't know, 18xx games are typified by incredibly heavy, crunchy, rich economic simulations about developing railroad networks in the 1800s. There's dozens of these games that have come out over the years. Um, And... I've never really been interested in any of them. I did actually play one many years ago, Poseidon, which was set in ancient Greece, and it was too much for me in general. We like we couldn't even finish the game. We walked away from it. But I've still always wanted to see what's the dealio. And now an eighteen XX roll and write comes along, and that sounds like just the ticket for me. Um, you know, it's uh, there's a central board that everybody is uh, you know writing their rail lines on, and then everybody has their own private boards that they're keeping track. of of all of their finances and all the rest of it. You know, a big part of these games is always stock market manipulation and buying stocks from each other and all kinds of stuff like that. And I am sure this is going to be simplified and streamlined down, which is exactly what I'm looking for. This seems like a great on-ramp to 18xx. If you're an 18xx fan and you would like to convert your friends into fellow 18xxers, maybe start with this. You know, uh, wet their appetite a little bit. I'm also excited because uh, they actually had a game play video, which I watched for a little bit, and they were demonstrating a two-player game, and I very much appreciate that there is a uh, dummy player, uh, which you can use for solo and for two-player to replicate the machinations of a higher player count game. So I'm excited about everything about this game, Uh, and it ends its run on January 10th, Arabella and 18XX. Roll and write. Phew. Okay, then let's move on to the next one, which I've talked about before, Find the Source. Now, this is a very, very cool Blade Runner, Cyberpunk-style future game. Uh, It is another roll and write that is played cooperatively, as players are uh, basically trying to find the source. We're in a futuristic city, zipping all over the place, trying to find the rogue AI that's going to wipe everybody out. And when I covered this last month, uh, I did a sponsored uh, quickie preview of it, uh, because John, and I played it, we were really impressed. This has got to be the most thematic roll-and-write I have ever played, uh, because there's so much stuff in here that really captures the adventure feel in um, in a way that I would expect from a much bigger, more elaborate game. And yet, it's just stripped down to a fast Playing streamlined little role and right the Jani, we were able to play on the couch and really, really enjoyed. And now, there's one thing I did not mention because I did not know when I did my little preview for it in December, when the campaign first launched. This is one of those print and play uh, campaigns where you can just pay a few bucks and they will send you PDFs or JPEGs that will let you, um, you know, make your print out your own copy of the game, right? Uh, and that's all fine and dandy, but. They are, at a higher backing level, also making a fully produced, boxed version of the game. So, I really buried the lead there. If you like the idea of this game, and... I mean, uh, really, really sharp. You can uh, see the link for it down in the show notes when I talk more about the gameplay. But you don't want to print out your own stuff. You don't have a nice printer. You don't want to burn the toner. Um, but you're looking for a sharp, super thematic, cyberpunk, roll-and-write co-op? Well, you can um, pay and get a fully boxed version as well. So that is even more exciting than I thought it was before. And find the source ends its run. On January 12th. And then finally, the last one on the list. This one kind of surprised me. I uh, talked about this years ago. Master Suites. And um, apparently Master Suites is back with a reprint. Um, This game, it really kind of has a lot of, uh, to me, very Ticket to Ride vibes. Rather than trying to, uh, you know, because we have Rummy-style drafting of cards, I'm trying to get a set of the right cards in my hand every turn. I take a card from a public display, keep on building a bigger and bigger hand until I've got the right cards in my hand to basically complete a recipe which is the equivalent of Ticket to Ride, to complete a rail line between, um, you know, Kansas City and Chicago, or whatever it might be. Now, the thing is, this is not a fixed map. Uh, there is a big grid of cards that represent all the different types of recipes you could try to make. Uh, and actually... As you play, they sound delicious. And so, what you're trying to do is get a handful of cards that matches an entire row or an entire column of cards. Play those cards and score the big rewards. And, over time, the more you do this, the more that grid shrinks and changes. So, you could be, um, you know, trying to build up for this really big recipe that's right down the center, but, um, and then, but you're not there, but then somebody else does one in a row that coincides with it, takes out the one thing that was stopping you, and now, boom, you can do the other thing. So, it has That really wonderful, fast, elegant, smooth, intuitive, and easy-to-teach gameplay of Ticket to Ride. But it has some huge advantages. First of all, what about Ticket to Ride, where everybody has their own unique special um, starting player power, depending on which character? That would be a great addition for Ticket to Ride. You've got that here. What about being able to play in different modes? Um, You could play just a straight competitive, which, again, feels very Ticket to Ride-ish, but with a randomly generated board. Or you can play cooperative or team play. The game comes with a bunch of different modes as well, so uh, it has a lot more playability. I actually played this at a convention with a bunch of people, and everybody was very impressed by it. I mean, honestly, uh, it takes up half the space of Ticket to Ride, offers significantly more gameplay than Ticket to Ride ever did and I mean I t- as far as I'm concerned is a Ticket to Ride killer and its reprint is up um you know and its campaign ends what is it on January 13th so that might be one to check out too and that's it, folks. Some crowd sorcery done and dusted. And uh, hopefully, you found that interesting. And um, if not, maybe you want to click that and see my most anticipated games for 2023. And there's some other stuff to click. And of course, there's the uh, subscribe button. And I am still very sick. Oh, can you actually see the sweat glistening on my brow? Um, oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, look at this. Oh, I am falling apart. But I still want to bring you, folks, all the good stuff. But I need to go have some fluids now. Yes. Okay.